All right, here we go. It's uh, July 9th, 2020. We're going to get into the transportation news, see if we can find something. And personally for myself, not too much going on. We got uh, a few people called in, said uh, they love the show. Actually, what they said was is they love the intro music, which is Jeremiah Craig and Lulu from Lulu uh, Cafe. Or Lulu, I like you say Lulu Cafe because the restaurant down the street. I've been Lulu. Sorry, Lulu. It's Lulu Island. So, sorry about that. But uh, nobody ever mentions my show. They just mention the intro music. And uh, Lulu, they always say, oh, who's that singing that song? That's not you. No, that's definitely not me. And then they say, who's that Who's that girl with an awesome voice? And it's like, that's definitely not me either. That's a... Uh, that's Lulu from Lulu Island, so it's just always funny. I get a big kick out of that. I don't know how many times I've heard that. In fact, I've heard that more times than I can count. But anyway, that's all I got there. So, all right, let's get on with the show. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day. I took the week off, and uh, uh, it's just it's nice to be out of the truck for a little while. It's just really nice. All right, let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish. Okay, right this is here. great. I just love this. This is one of the best posts I've seen along. This is from CDL Life. I, I, I saw this. So you know, I'm just going to read it verbatim, okay? This is Summer Smith wrote this article, and it's just fantastic. Oh, I just wish I would have been there when she saw this. A truck driver gave an attempted robber much more than he expected, according to a post from the... Oh, this is my voice. Hold on, let me get a glass of water. All right, that's better. Let's start over again. Okay, according to a post from the Sonoma Police Department, a truck driver was parked under Highway 101 in the Geyersville area when Anthony Lucci, 35, approached the truck driver and demanded the driver's money and threatened to shoot the driver if he didn't comply. So basically, the driver's parked underneath the overpass, and a guy comes up to him and says, give me your money or I'm going to shoot you. Well, apparently he picked the wrong driver. Because it says, Mr. Lucci received two kicks to the face, a la Chuck Norris, and then ran away before the truck driver could further defend himself. The Sonoma Police Department Facebook post states, Lucci has been given all the expense, has been given an all-expense pay trip uh, vacation to the Sonoma County Jail. So basically, this guy walked up to the driver, threatened to shoot him, and then the driver kicked him in the head twice. You know, I just think that's fantastic. Good for you, driver. Good for you. Oh, that's just awesome. So the news after this is all downhill, of course, but that was a nice way to start it. Uh, Summer Smith of uh, CD Life. That was a great article. Absolutely love that one. <laughs> it's the best one I've seen in a long time. All right, let's get out with the show. All right, we've all heard about the uh, $700 million for YRC. And uh, I don't even know what to think about that one, but 
There's also been more than 3,000 companies received at least 150,000 in funds from the Paycheck uh, Protection Program. That's the PPP everybody keeps talking about. This week, the Small Business Administration released a report that listed all businesses that received PPP loans. And according to the SBA, the Small Business Administration press release, 4.9 million loans have been granted. The PPP is providing much-needed relief to Americans, blah, blah. So in other words, in a total, 3,205 trucking companies applied for loans of 150000 or more. 33 trucking companies received between five and $10 million in PPP loans. So there's a lot of people that you know, have applied for these loans, and nobody got $700 million, but still a lot of trucking companies have applied. It's not just YRC isn't the only one out there. And then there was that one guy down in Atlanta who applied for the loan and then used it to buy a bunch of Rolexes and stuff like that. Now I'd be glad when things get back to normal and, you know, we start doing what we're supposed to be doing and just, you know, this corporate welfare nonsense, I'm just not a big fan of. So anyway, yeah, we got to keep the trucks rolling though. All right, let's get going. Well, this one's absolutely insane. This, uh, just, you know, just absolutely insane. Uh, go to CDLI if you'll see the video. Uh, apparently, um, a, a truck hauling heavy equipment across a bridge was too much for the bridge to handle. The bridge, Tittle Bridge, is located in Nova Scotia and has a max weight of 91,000 pounds. As the truck was crossing a bridge, one of the trusses gave out, causing the bridge to collapse. Uh, it looks like the driver survived a plunge was taken to the hospital for observation. Basically, what's happening is... They're moving some heavy equipment. And they're moving like really slow. I mean, they got it in first gear and they're just barely moving this thing. And the guy's got a guy walking in front. The guy walking in front steps, as soon as he steps off the bridge, the whole thing just collapses. And this heavy haul, you know, lands in the river down below. Luckily, the, the guide had just stepped off the truck. And also, the driver was, you know, he was okay, just taking the hospital. But it's pretty horrific. I couldn't even imagine that happening to me. Oh, my God, how scary would that be? Oh, Nova Scotia. How do you deal with it? So, anyway, apparently the bridge was, you know, scheduled to, uh, you know, be replaced this year. I guess it's going to be replaced a lot sooner because, well, they don't have a bridge there anymore. All right, this one's about tow trucks. And this is about, you know, tow truck guys are very important. But there are some bad people out there, and there's some vultures taking advantage of you, Okay. So unscrupulous tow truck drivers are costing consumers thousands, warns the NICB. That's the National Insurance Crime Bureau. So what I'm going to do is I took the, they have a lot of tips here, so I took their tips and I converted it from text-to-speech. I'm going to go ahead and just drop it in here like that. And uh, so you get to hear the text-to-speech. And, you know, there's some good tips there, and I don't, you know, I don't want to flub any of these words. So, all right, let's get on with it. And, uh, you know, just be careful. Remember, when you're, don't be in a hurry. You get into an accident, don't be in a hurry. You know, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be a little shaken. You know, you're not used to these things. You know, everybody would be. Take your time, figure things out. Don't sign anything. Just figure out what's going on first. Talk to your insurance company before you do anything. All right, it's the most important thing you can do. Just take your time and think everything through. All right, and maybe call somebody that wasn't there. They can give you some good advice because they're not shaking up. All right, so here's their tips. 
Never give permission to a tow truck operator who arrives unsolicited to take your vehicle. If you or law enforcement did not call a tow truck to the scene, do not deal with that operator. Do not provide tow truck operators with your insurance information. Do not provide tow truck operators with personal lien holder information. Verify tow truck signage is identical to what appears on any documentation the tow truck operator provides. They may say they work with your insurance company. If the tow truck does not display signage identifying the name of the tow company, ask for company identification. If a tow operator's legitimacy is in doubt, call the police. Do not give a tow truck operator permission to tow your vehicle until they provide a printed price list to include daily storage fees and miscellaneous charges that will apply if they tow your car. If the prices seem too high, ask the police or your insurance company to call a towing service for you and documentation indicating where the vehicle is being towed if it is not a location of your choosing. All right, that's pretty much it. I think the big one there is if you're not sure, talk to the cops. They deal with these guys all the time. They know who works the area. They know who's legit and who isn't legit. You know, there's some good tips there. And they just use common sense. You know, be careful. These guys are going to promise the world. You know, they're crooks. It's, it's organized thievery is what it is. There's a lot of good trucking companies out there, tow truck companies. So just you got to really be careful. And, and you can't tell by looking at them who's good and who isn't good. You know, the guy who's a little grungy that showed up, he may be the honest, safe guy, but he just did a bunch of calls. So he's a little grubby because it's a hard work sometimes. So just be careful. All right. A lot of fly-by-night outfits out there. All right. Let's get on with the news. Okay. There we go. Now we're back to, cor- you know, it wouldn't be long before we get back to coronavirus. All right. New Mexico is a, uh, you know, implemented travel bans. There's some restrictions. So here's the frequently asked questions. Are the borders closed in New Mexico? No, the surrounding borders are not closed. The state roads remain open. Will travelers with the state plates be, uh, with state plates be stopped by law enforcement or turned away at the border? Those without a state plates. No, unless law enforcement has reason to believe you are breaking the law or not adhering to health advisory, you will not be stopped or forced to leave the state. Does everyone in New Mexico have to wear a mask? Yes, mask wearing is mandatory in public for all individuals over the age of two, except when eating, drinking, or exercising. Is there a punishment if I choose not to wear a mask? Yes. If caught without a mask in public, you are subject to a $100 fine. You will get a fine of $100 if you are not wearing a mask in the state of New Mexico. What if I live in New Mexico and I want to travel out of state? Do I I have a self-quarantine when I return? The man, I just got an alert to go to work and I'm off today. That's funny. The mandatory health advisory is very clear. If you cross over the borders of New Mexico, you must self-quarantine for 14 days when you return home. So that's self-quarantine. It's not like you're, you know, at least you're in jail in your house. So it's not a bad deal. Are there any exceptions to the quarantine order? Yes, persons who are employed or contracted by an essential business traveling into the state to conduct business activities, persons employed by airlines, those performing public safety or public health functions, military personnel, federal employees, those employed by a federal agency or national defense contractor, emergency first responders, healthcare workers, those arriving in the state pursuant to a court order do not have to, have to, have to. one more time. 
those arriving in the state pursuant to a court order do not have to quarantine for 14 days or for the duration of their time in the state, whichever is shorter. Though all should follow COVID safe best practices. Wear a face covering in public and keep physical distance from others and limit travel outside of the home or place of lodging to only the essentials. No, oh, wow, I just barely got through that. What if I take my family camping in a different state and we spend our time outdoors, away from other people, adhering to social distancing? Do we still have to self-quarantine when we return? Yes. Yes, you do. For 14 days. Do out-of-state visitors have to self-quarantine if they own a home in New Mexico? Yes. If visitors or part-time residents plan to stay in New Mexico longer than two weeks, for any reason, you must self-quarantine for the first 14 days when coming in from another state. If you are staying in New Mexico for fewer than two weeks, you must also self-quarantine for the duration of your stay up to 14 days, whichever is shorter. For example, if you plan to stay in a hotel for two nights before leaving the state, you must self-quarantine for the duration of your stay. So if you're only going to stay for a couple of days, then you got to quarantine for a couple of days. Does that apply to people in RVs as well? Yes. Travelers must self-quarantine wherever they're staying. Yeah, as if an RV guy would get a break. What if travelers are simply passing through New Mexico to get to another's destination in a different state? This is not a time to shop for souvenirs, visit state parks, or oversee. Or sightsee, sight, not oversee, sightsee. Please recognize that if you are traveling amid a global pandemic, you are bringing the risk of a highly contagious and lethal virus with you and taking it with you as you go. You must wear a face covering if you are in public while in the state. Please limit your activities to only the essentials. <laughs> They're pretty harsh there, but they cut right to the chase. New Mexico. This is not the time to shop for souvenirs. Which is funny, the rest of this time, the state loves you to buy souvenirs. All right, and this is the biggie. What if I'm a truck driver and I have to make deliveries in New Mexico? Most trucking services fall under the logistics transportation, transporting functions incorporated in the essential business of the state's operative emergency public health order and are exempt from the quarantine requirement. But all visitors in the state are still required to wear face coverings and follow COVID safe best practices. For the, for the latest update on COVID-19 in our area around the world, head to our site. So go to uh, New Mexico uh, coronavirus update page, whatever. Wow, you know what? I should have let the voiceover take that one. You know, the Texas speech. That was a long one. Oof, I only flubbed half of it. So anyway, let's get moving on. All right, this one's heartbreaking. California trucker shares heartbreaking message before passing from uh, coronavirus. So here's what he said. This is a guy from California. He was 51. Uh, he looks like he's slightly overweight. He went to uh, a party in Lake Elsinore and he got the coronavirus. And he also had diabetes. On June 20th, one day before uh, Macias passed away, he shared a Facebook post detailing his regrets. He wrote, Oh, this is going to be a difficult one. Okay, here we go. Some of you may know, but most don't. I fucked up and went out a couple of weeks ago and I contracted the coronavirus. Monday I tested for it and it was confirmed on Thursday. Because of my stupidity, I put my mom and sisters and my family's health in jeopardy. This has been a very painful experience. This is no joke. If you have to go out and wear a mask and practice social distancing, don't be a fucking idiot like me. 
Thank you all to my friends that have been that have brought me food and to everyone who has been there for me. Hopefully, with God's help, I will be able to survive this. I uh, love you all. Wow. It's just... It's unbelievable. And then uh, Macias' former employer, R.W. Burkett, shared a message of condolences after he passed. So, wow, this is hardcore. So this, you know... I mean, if if that doesn't hit home for you drivers, I don't know. You know, most most of us aren't going to get this, but let's face it: there's a lot of us suffer from diabetes or we're overweight or we have health issues. You can say what you want. You can bitch about wearing a mask. You can not bitch about wearing a mask. Do whatever the hell you want. But here's one driver that wishes that he did. And the thing, you know, the thing I got out of it is, you know, the thing that that bothered him the most wasn't so much that he got the virus or that he was sick. But it says here, I put my mom and sisters and my family's health in jeopardy. This has been a very painful experience. That's the thing I get out of it that, that bothered him the most. So, all right, Tommy Macias, 51 of California. Hey, man. Rest in peace, brother. Your last dispatch. Take it on home. All right, let's move on. Yeah, I told you it was going to be a rough one. That one hits a little close to home. You know, let me take a second. Why does it hit home close to me? Well, I'm a little overweight. I got diabetes. And Tommy was two years younger than me. See, there's a lot of us in our 50s and 60s that are driving trucks right now. We're all over the country and we're dealing with people from all over the country. In many cases, from people all over the world. You know, if you get this stuff, you're taking it home to your family. So just, you know, just wear the stupid mask. You know, it's a lot easier than getting the virus. Tommy Macias wishes he wore his mask. Now he's never going to wear anything again. All right, I'm going to try to take that photo of Tommy and put it in the show notes. Rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace. All right, here's a crazy story. This will be my last one. Well, maybe got some cart news. I don't know. We'll find out. So anyway, an Australian trucker managed to fight off a highly venomous snake while doing 70 miles per hour along a busy road. So police in Queensland pulled over a 27-year-old man at around 5 p.m. on June 15th because they believed he was speeding. But when questioned, the driver, who gave his name as Jimmy, claimed he had been desperately trying to defend himself against a snake that had got into his truck. All right, the eastern brown snake is highly venomous. All right, <laughs> this this thing is it doesn't look all that big, but yeah, I don't really know anything about these things. So, so anyway, the eastern brown snake, which is one of the deadliest in the world, tried to wrap itself around him as he drove along, but he managed to keep it at bay as a seat, you know, with a seatbelt and a knife. He told police, so the guy used his seatbelt and a knife to keep this thing away. And he wanted to stop, but he was afraid to. And then what happened was the video recorded on one of the officer's body cams captured him saying, I'm driving in a, along at 100 and I, I just started to break. The more I move my legs, it just it's just started to wrap around me. Its head just started striking at the chair between my legs. All right. And then it says, luckily he escaped the ordeal without being bitten, but the adrenaline made sure he was, you know, made, um, meant he wasn't sure what had happened. You know, he said to the officer, I think it has bitten me. It was in the car with me. You can feel my heart rate, mate. 
It was pretty terrifying. I've been so I've been I've never been so happy to see red, white, and blue lights. A Queensland police spokesman said in a statement, although the traffic officer heard his fair share of excuses for speeding, he soon realized this was not just another colorful tale and promptly sought medical assistance. Paramedics were called and checked him over for a shock, while officers decided not to find him for speeding. You know, what what that comes down to is the fact that you know, I mean, this guy was scared. You know, he was so freaked out that he thought it had shocked him and his heart was racing. And, you know, it's just, just unbelievable. I'll put the clip up of the interaction when he got pulled over from the body cam and we'll end it with that. All right. So here we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think it's bitten me. It was in the car with me. Where did you come from? I was coming from Billow. Like you, you can feel my heart, mate. You found a snake in your car. There was a brown. It's in the back of the tray, mate. Absolutely. Ah, that one. How long ago did it happen? There's an ambulance on the way. All right. Fifteen. Uh, I've got no idea. So, have a sit down. Sit down. I've just come. been. You're driving along at 100. I'm driving along at 100, and I just started to brake. And the more I moved my legs, the more because it's pretty big. It yeah, started yeah, to wrap yeah. around me, and then its head just started striking at the chair. Okay, that was the audio from the officer. You know, pulling the guy over. Rightfully so, he was panicked. Luckily, he wasn't bit. So, you know, he's got lucky on that one. Also, I'm going to try to get the photo up for the show. And this poor guy who passed away from the coronavirus, he, uh, you know, his message the day before was pretty, pretty strong. So, all right, drivers, I hope you have a beautiful day. And, you know, what else can I say? You know, stay out of trouble. Try not to get sick. What else can you do? Because in the end, that's all you got. You know, just try not to get sick. Nothing else matters. All right. All right, Kingfish out. <laughs>